0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Divas That Care. My name is Candice Gish. Well, everyone, we have a treat for you today. We're welcoming back Jean Kanekoji, and I'm beyond excited to be talking with her. You know, our last program, we talked about so many amazing things, and you know what? I just get so excited because I know that she's going to be sharing some more with us. So welcome back, Jean. I'm so excited to have you. Hi,
1: Candace. Thanks so much for having me back. I'm, I'm super excited because I am chock full of wanting to share tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, Jean, before we kind of dive into our program, would you mind reintroducing yourselves maybe to some of our new listeners?
1: Sure. Hi, everybody. I am Dr. Jean Kanakogi. I'm a former member of the U.S. judo team. I am currently a federal agent with 23 years as a law enforcement officer. I hold a Ph.D. in psychology. I am the director of mental health and peer support for the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. I'm also a 9-11 first responder. And uh, here's a fun fact. I took second place in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest.
0: (laughs) I love it. So how have things been, Jean? You know, we last time you were on a program, you talked about this amazing book that you wrote um, with your mom, like all about your mom. And she is such an amazing woman, and I'm just blown away uh, everything about her. She's just so inspiring. I had the opportunity to actually spent some time with my daughters after our program, and we started Googling and looking her up, and I am like, oh, my goodness, this, made, this woman is absolutely extraordinary. And I want to thank you so much for coming on our program last time and sharing with us all about her. Thank you. Uh, you
1: know, one of the things, Rust, Rusty Kanakogi, my mother, and she was the mother of women's judo, and how she got that name is because she fought to get women's judo into the Olympics. And, uh, you know, she was just an ordinary person that did extraordinary things. She knew back in the 1950s, that women needed equality and women needed the same footing and same opportunity as men. And she didn't learn this through the school book. This was innate. This was her burning desire to make sure that equality started happening. You know, coincidentally, this is the, around the same time that uh, Billie Jean King, one of Rusty's friends was also finding her footing and realizing that equality in tennis had to happen. Uh, coincidentally, Rusty teamed up with Billie Jean and they fought for title nine for equality in school schools. Uh,
0: And Billy actually wrote the forward of our book. Amazing women. Oh, my gosh. And for you to have the opportunity to be surrounded by women. No wonder you are the most extraordinary woman that you are. Thank you. You know, I I use Rusty's
1: story to let people know and and to inspire people because a lot of people think, well, you know, if I want to make a change, I have to have a lot of money. I have to have this great education. I have to be brought up in an Ivy League school. Well, Rusty was brought up in the streets of Coney Island, a mother who was addicted to painkillers because she got injured at work, and that's the only way she can keep working. And, of course, she grew an addiction to the opioid. Her father was pretty much drinking more than, and gambling more than anything. He was absentee and Rusty's babysitters were in fact, called uh, members of the freak show of Coney Island. And I mean, it's sad that they call these people freaks just because they were different. And you know what? That's where Rusty Mm -hmm. started to build her character and realize, no, you're not allowed to do that. It's not right. You can't call somebody a name because they're different from you. Especially, they treated her like like she was her own, like they were family. So it's how you treat people, how you make other people feel and judging a book by the cover is wrong. Rusty also didn't have the top education. I mean she's from Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York and you know she was just going to public school if if she wasn't thrown out for truancy or for or for fighting and Again, you know, poor upbringing, but people can learn from this story because it shows that an ordinary person can pave the way, shatter the glass ceilings, and right wrongs without even learning about it because it's all within us. We all know the difference between right and wrong. It's a matter of having that, uh, like Rusty would say, that chutzpah, which is Yiddish for, uh, I guess, her get up and fight. And... Making things happen, not reveling in mediocrity, not accepting no, not accepting the status quo, not accepting, mm-hmm. oh, that's how we always did it. But you know what? If there's a right that needs to be fixed, you don't sit there and dwell on it. You keep moving and you focus on what you have to do. Uh, Rusty would always say that you know if you're willing to pay the price, then you can achieve anything.
0: I love that. So tell us, Jean, what have you been doing in the last month? I bet you've been quite busy.
1: I have. I just came back. I was uh, at the Women Women in Federal Law Enforcement Leadership Training Conference. And I went down there. They were having a Meet the Author cocktail get-together, and I was the author because they thought it was very fitting. I'm in law enforcement, and I have a very inspirational story and a, a lot of messages that might be helpful for the women in law enforcement. So I go down there, and um, – Unbeknownst to me, Hurricane Fred shows up, so given the fact, you know, being able to kind of think on your feet and be and kind of be a, a gene of all trades, I was asked if I would be on a panel, and uh, I said, sure. I didn't even ask what panel it was, but they, they were short a person because <laughs> of the hurricane, and I'm like, sure, whatever, whatever you need. Well, lo and behold, I'm on a panel for diversity in, and inclusion in the post-George Floyd era and also talking about uh, about race and law enforcement. So I thought, I thought, wow, what an honor and also what a challenge to be able to talk mm-hmm. about racial issues and cross-cultural awareness and demographic dynamics. So I found, to, to me, this was a challenge, but it was an, an a beautiful forum to be able to have these difficult conversations that, you know, I'm even quoted in saying, it's incumbent upon us as leaders and as women to educate others, have those difficult conversations and work together to promote peace, inclusion, and equality. And then I talk about, you know, there's cultures, there's police culture, there, there's all the demographic cultures. There's absolutely no reason why everybody cannot get along in harmony as long as we yeah. use education as a tool and not just working as a knee-jerk reaction with emotion. You know, if you're using emotion, you want to be emotionally intelligent. Have that empathy for the other person, not just uh, react because you feel like reacting. Think about it. Take the pause. You know, in, in the resilience training, you, I always say it's the ABCs. It's, it's an activating event. What got to you? What's the, what's the adverse thing that happened to you? And then B is how your brain takes it. Do you want to go on a negative spiral or do you want to take a beat, take a minute and think about this and then see it's your consequence? You can be the owner of your own consequences, how you react to whatever's affecting you. So I was totally thrilled to talk about that and talk about some of my experiences in the field and how communication and education can really save
0: lives. Oh, my goodness. I would have loved to have been there to listen to you talk about that. Thank you. It's so good because this story of Rusty,
1: it it really embodies everything from a love story of how she met my dad in Japan. It's a story of inspiration of right and wrong. Um, And and it, it talks about race when Rusty did not know that down south in, at a certain, you know, certain small towns that there was, was still racial inequality because coming from New York, everybody had fair footing or, or as fair footing as possible. And we're talking in the 1960s, 19, um, yeah, 1960s. So, you know, holding the door open for someone almost landed Rusty into a big fight. But again, she stood up for what she believed innately, what's right.
0: Oh, my goodness. This is fantastic. It sounded like you had a great time while you were there. Um, What else has happened since then? Uh, So, well, there
1: I am on the panel, and then another instructor was not able to make it, and I actually just gave an in-service training to another federal agency on stress management and uh, lifestyle management. So I stepped up, and I am, uh, you know, I'm the first one to say, okay, I'm here. I'm here to help. Pick me. So they put me in as an instructor for stress and lifestyle management and I felt so warm because it was so well received and so needed because I talked about things mm-hmm. not just, you know, everybody knows what stress is. Everybody knows that stress affects your body, your brain, your, your physicality and every which way. And then everybody, and then after the stress training that people get regularly, okay, well here's stress. This is what it'll do. It'll kill you. Don't have stress. And then that's the end of you know the PowerPoint. Yeah. So I made a difference, and I gave people. I focused on tools you can do to help manage your stress because everybody has stress. There's no way mm-hmm. around it. If you're a human being and you're upright, you've got stress. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and stress comes from all over. It comes from financial. It comes from. Uh, You know, relationships, it comes from jobs. It comes from bad bosses. So what do you do when you have, say, a bully boss or a boss that just grunts and throws things or a person who doesn't know how to articulate what they're feeling and pretty much has a tantrum constantly? Because what happens is most people go to that that place, that catastrophic thinking, and because of that, then two people's days are ruined. So stress, so emotionally unintelligent people in the workplace can ruin the day for so many. So what I did is I gave them, you know, some ways to look at it, some ways to take different lenses and look at things in different perspectives so that they can better navigate around a bully boss or a boss or a person, that they, a coworker that's emotionally unintelligent. The other things that I talked about in this presentation that was really welcomed was certain resilience. And we talked a little bit about the ABCs and everybody hears resilience and emotional intelligence, but nobody really defines it. And nobody gives too much, you know, a lot of it is fluff. So I I love fluff when I'm laying down to go to sleep on a pillow, but when it comes to tools for navigating life, I like to give you something hands-on. So I talked about gratitude. Gratitude. And this is something the listeners, you guys can all do as well. This is fantastic. It's empirically supported. It's positive psychology. And from gratitude as part of your resilience is every day, keep a gratitude journal. Just write down three things that you are grateful for and do that for about two weeks. It's amazing. It's almost like magic that more good things will happen to you. You're going to have those moments where you're going to say, well, of course this happened because I'm so grateful. And they don't have to be gigantic things. They could be saying you're, gra- you're grateful for the delicious pizza that you just had. You're grateful because the lady across the street who never waves all of a sudden waved at you. So all of these little things, a uh, two-week gratitude journal, empirically supported, it will boost your happiness. Uh, I talked about random acts of kindness. And again, you guys, I implore you, try it. It doesn't cost anything. It may cost a little bit of time, but believe me, you will find such goodness and your heart will actually be smiling and happy. Every so often, do a random act of kindness. Just you know, it's it's something, okay, most people are inherently kind anyway, so go above and beyond and send that text message or make that phone call that you ordinarily wouldn't have done because maybe the person's boring and you don't really want to talk to them, but do it anyway. Guaranteed, it will elevate your mood after you have done that random act of kindness. So I talk about these little things to help help heal yourself from within, elevate your mood and elevate your happiness. And when I say happiness, it's not like you're, you know, you're skipping down the street every 20 seconds, but happiness to the point where it really is like that warm, fuzzy feeling that you get inside. So that's one of the things. And, the, and of course, you know, we talk about anxiety and a lot of people, especially in law enforcement, they don't want to talk about anxiety. We're cops. We don't have anxiety. Well, newsflash, um, you're human first. Remember, you guys and girls listening, law enforcement, we are human beings, and we have feelings. I know it's hard to believe, and, you know, we see all these TV shows where everybody's so stoic. Not everybody's so stoic. Maybe for, you know, they put on airs, but for the most part, everybody's a human being. And I talk about anxiety. I talk about breathing, uh, something called box breathing, and uh, that's breathing in for four seconds. Do it with me. Let's breathe in for four seconds. And breathe out for four seconds, don't forget to breathe out. And then breathe in again for four seconds, and breathe out for four seconds. You do that for a few times, guaranteed you're going to have a lower heart rate, even at that moment. It'll also help you take that pause if something happens that really ticks you off that you maybe need to take a moment. Do a couple of those box breathings, uh, breathing exercises and that can actually help mitigate some of your stress. So kind of went, went around talking about that. Uh, am I rambling right now or am I still, are we still No, going? you're
0: doing awesome. I was going to say you had a, it sounds like you had a really great conference and you did so much when you were there. I did. And, you know, uh, I don't know if I mentioned last time,
1: but I measure my success on the significant positive impact I have on people. And I truly believe that I had a lot of positive impact. I got great feedback. And sometimes it's just the smile and the nod that I see all the way in the back of the room that really just touches me. And I know that somebody, when I said it's okay to not be okay, when I say let's smash the stigma on mental health and let's get the help we need, if one person reaches out for help that wouldn't have ordinarily then, wow, I am, I, I've, I've been successful. You know what? I'm
0: going to agree with you there completely, Jean, because that's what it all, if you can just impact one person's life, you know, you've done a great job. And I have a feeling you've impacted so many people. And I, you know, honestly you did with myself just when I had the opportunity to talk with you last time. Um, so, many, so much feedback from our last program that I thought, this is absolutely fantastic. I, I'm, I just love everything that you're doing. And I'm going to ask you, do you have any, I don't know, YouTube videos or anything else that, you know, perhaps some of our listeners that are checking us out today, can they go and watch that, that like, a, like a workshop or anything that you're putting on?
1: Well, right now you can Google me, and uh, well, I, I was on Good Morning America about a month and a half ago, so you can Google my last name Kanakogi, and then GMA, that will come up. I don't have any YouTube videos yet, but that that will be coming. Uh, also, I was just on the Federal News Network uh, on Fed Talk, so there's a lot of inter- There are a bunch of interviews that I've done and I do talk about all these different topics eventually I will have a YouTube channel but right now I'm Perfect. kind of going out there and, and reaching out to people the other thing Candice people could always get on uh, the website the RustyKanakogi.com uh, purchase the book or you know what the book is so thick that you can use it as an exercise a piece of <laughs> exercise equipment you can, you, you can use it as a self-defense weapon I say you know what forget about any other weapons you don't need pepper spray carry this book and Somebody comes up to you, just whack them with the book.
0: No, I think everybody needs to go and purchase that book because it's absolutely extraordinary. And your mother is just, it blows my mind, everything about her. But did you have, I was going to say, did you have anything else happen that weekend? Because it sounds quite extraordinary.
1: Uh, A lot of magic happened and some things are just not tangible. There was some powerful magic. You see, uh, at this at this conference, it was, first of all, during COVID, so everybody had to take precautions. Then there was a hurricane at the beginning and a hurricane at the end. But you know where the real hurricane was? The real hurricane was the power of the unity of all of these amazing women at this conference and, and the best leadership at the helm. I have to do a shout-out to Kathy Sands because leadership at the helm, she made sure each and every person at that conference or at that at that leadership training was cared about, cared for, and made to feel important. And that's what oh, that's one awesome. person actually told me. She said, you know what? I didn't know what to expect when I came to this this leadership training, but I felt that I was cared about. I felt important. I felt like I matter. And you know what? That's the message. We have to lift each other up as humans, as women, as leaders, lift oh, yeah. each other up. Okay, misery has enough company. Find better company. Okay, those, those that walk around in, you know, I, I always call them Eeyore, you know, from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, be, be Winnie the Pooh. Eat the honey. Be happy. You know what? If, if you can do that and navigate life, it's a lot more interesting than Eeyore that walks around looking at his toes and on the ground <laughs> and, think, and just being sad. So true. If you, see, if you see somebody in that state, reach your hand. Lift them up. Be be willing to go that extra step. And I think humanity can keep healing itself. You know, we have the 20th anniversary of the attacks of September 11th. I, I am a rescue recovery uh, person from there. And, you know, I was digging on that pile for, for months on end. I was on the investigation team as well. And for the first time in 20 years, I will be speaking in my uh, town of Hunterdon County uh, in New Jersey as the speaker for the commemoration for the 20 year, and to me, I find it to be very oh, challenging wow. and uh, perhaps healing because I've never spoken about this publicly. And typically, I speak publicly all the time, and, I, and I'm very um, confident about it, and I'm real, I'm excited. This is the first time that it actually took me. A while to put my words together, my talking points. But one of the messages I want to, to make sure that people know is that we will be vigilant. We will not accept terrorism anywhere, but especially in our soil. However, we have to have an open heart and an open mind because education and communication will keep us safe, will heal us, And we'll also bring that cohesiveness together. I love who we were on September 12th. I hate that September 11th had to happen and that it did happen, but who we were as a country, if you think back who you were on September 12th, think think back, you were hurt, you were angry, you were upset, but your heart was wide open. And that's where we have to be. We have to be a healed nation and come together and, and unify as one. There's no more us and them in, in our own country. There's a way. That's beautiful.
0: Yes, I I agree with you completely. Oh, my goodness. Well, Jean, I, I'm actually going to look forward to chatting with you after that event. Um, I'd love to see how everything went and have you back on our program to, you know, share with your experience about that.
1: I'd be happy to come back and I would love to share the experience because I feel that it will be some sort of an epiphany of healing for me as well. Mm
0: -hmm. I do too. Oh my goodness, Jean. I've had such a great time. Um, As I said, you, why don't you, could you leave us like maybe a tip or a tool for some of our listeners today to take home with them something? Yeah. And then also do a shout out again to your book because I really feel like everybody should go and check it out. Well, I'm going to do
1: a shout out. The book is called Get Up and Fight. And you can get it at
0: RustyKanakogi.com.
1: I'm sure you'll have a link up. And I'm going to leave you with this. This is the quote from the book. In life, either you're the hammer or the nail. Be the hammer. The hammer, is, and, and just to explain, the hammer is fluid. It stands there and gets hit on the head. Be the hammer.
0: Perfect ending. I love it. All right, Jean, thank you so much for being my guest again today. And as I said, I'm looking forward to chatting with you again in September. Likewise. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Oh, thank you. And a big shout out to all of our listeners. As Jean was mentioning, I will be posting her link for her book on our website and the way that you can get a hold of her and make sure that you check out those interviews. Oh my goodness. She's absolutely extraordinary. And you don't want to miss that. Um, I hope that everybody had a, enjoyed our show today. I hope that you do something kind for somebody. And if you want to check out all of our other programs, please go to DivasThatCare.com and check them out. Have a great night, everyone, and until next time. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and, of course, on DivasThatCare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.